The University Tower Chimes ring in another session of Ask the Professor, the show on which you match wits with University of Detroit Mercy professors in an unrehearsed session of questions and answers. I'm your host, Matt Mayo, and let me introduce to you our panel for today. To my left, from the Department of Philosophy, it's Professor Beth Oljar. Good to be here, Matt. Yes, thanks for coming, Beth. Uh, you got to enjoy the bounty of Dan's Pizza. <laughs> and- you know, it's either donuts or cookies or pizza. No one ever brings, like, trail mix, you know what I mean? Right, no. or crudite. We never have the, you know, we're never munching on carrot and celery sticks here. We've threatened a few times, though, to do, like, something wine and cheesy to the point where everybody eats at least a little tipsy, and then we record. That's still on the to-do list. That would be a lot of fun. That could be over at my house during the no. summer if you want. No. Well, <laughs> if you wait a few minutes, I did... Put something in the pizza. Oh <gasps> my god! Where's the antidote? Where's uh-huh. Antidote? The gummies. The gummies. Yeah, I'm not supposed to drink alcohol, so that'll be. It wasn't alcohol. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, how is your recovery? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, hands. I can't bend my right forefinger, but okay. I don't think that has to do with the carpal tunnel. So. All right. The nice. wrists are better, and yeah. yeah all right. You're uh, only semi-robotic. Can you use your middle finger? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm oh, sure. Yes. And you're fit to drive. Just a few minutes ago. <laughs> Essential when driving around Detroit. Oh, 100%. It's the alternate turn signal. <laughs> uh, Professor Dave because Chow. Because Detroit drivers are the worst. They really are. I'm uh, sorry. It's not a joke. Uh, Professor Dave Chow is here. We're looking forward to seeing what possible Super Bowl commercials are going um, to I've got a few out there. We'll see yeah. what happens. So That's pretty cool, actually. It's day in the life. So we've reached, um, it was just on, it's like something that happens every year, right? Like 30 seconds national it for Super Bowl. $7 yeah. million dollars yeah. this year. Yeah. And just, I wow. didn't, I barely yeah. saw a nickel of it. So. <laughs> well, we hope that at least two nickels come your co- way. For hopefully. Your, Taylor uh, Swift going to overthrow the Republic at the halftime show. Oh, we can only hope. I get Gosh. this whole thing We about can her. only hope. I, I just heard also, you probably know about this, they spend an enormous amount of time, whatever network is broadcasting the Super Bowl, how to retain as much of the audience oh. after the game. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Every time, yeah. yeah. And they, the, the one this year they're doing is... Uh, Justin Hartley is in it, uh, Tracker, Tracker, yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. That's but right. You know, you know what the all-time most successful in terms of retaining the audience that watched the Super Bowl was? 1996. Uh, I guess I can't ask this question in the future. 1996, uh, not Friends, the other one. Yeah. Was Seinfeld? Seinfeld? No, no, it was Friends. It was Friends. Oh, okay, yeah. it was a Friends episode. And they elongated okay. the half-hour show to one hour. Oh, my oh, God. And they added some guests, and they announced that these special guests, Julia Roberts and... Oh, wow. Who's like the other one? Brooke, Brooke Shields. Yeah. Okay. Brooke Shields okay. were guests okay. for the, the longer one-hour show. See, and that maintained... Go. That was in 96. That maintained or retained the highest percentage of oh, Super Bowl watchers. I'm more intrigued by how many cameras they have at this year's game. Hundreds. Hundreds of them. All over the place. It's like there's no way you can miss anything. Now yes. they got the it's drones, true. too. Oh, the totally. drones are always yeah. in oh, yeah. the air. Wasn't it the Osc- after the Oscars we always got a Barbara Walters interview yeah. special? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. watching mm-hmm. quite a few of the, the one she did with Patrick Swayze was really good. And, of course, he's now elevated to... That's right. Uh, People are not happy about Jake Gyllenhaal's redoing Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yes, I did see that. Although that's streaming, right? That's not on uh, network TV, I think. It's Netflix or something. Yes, yeah, so. as far as I know. <laughs> but the Sways is beloved, you know? No, that's absolutely. And I cannot let that go by without mentioning that one of my favorite TV shows of all time, 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, had an entire Christmas episode dedicated to Roadhouse. <laughs> it's very hard to describe, but they sang a song, Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas, and it's something that I will never forget. I'm sorry, I'm still so thinking I'm Chris glad Farley. you brought it up. Just be nice until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> Uh, Professor Dan Maggio is here with us. He is, his new Kenning, the bringer of pizza. Yes. <laughs> and cookies. Do you have any idea where it's from? Uh, Local. I was told, but I forgot. It's, okay. a, it's a, a nine mile in Oak Park. Oh, okay. I actually so think I, I know told, what it might be. I then. was told that it was fairly affordable. Yeah, it's quite affordable and quite delicious. Because it doesn't taste cheap. Gotta say. It tastes yeah, decent. Yeah. Absolutely. It is good. Uh, there's it no, no, given, no, there's no identification on None. it. Yeah, plausible deniability. Well, that's None really of the pieces kind of poor Dan had a little uh, um, <laughs> license, uh, no driver's license for the piece of pizza here. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Professor Stephen Manning is also here from the Department of Retired. Being retired, he is so generous. And, and I mean the fact that you're here that's that covers all the bases. Uh, pretty much does. That's a big yes. deal. Puppy is continuing to improve. Bare-legged. Yes, although we had, a, we had a little incident with him oh, no. last night that Uh-oh. I won't go into the details with. He had to, be, had to be. Poor dog. There's more drama. Discipline. Ad- admonished discipline, yes. <laughs> and we all have. We, we always get into this thing with the dog. Heather is far more sympathetic to the animal than I am when he misbehaves. So I. Is this a surprise? Is this a good cop, bad cop? So I, I isolated him, and she, <laughs> she kept saying, you know, after like three minutes, okay, can you let him out now? I said, every time you say, can you let him out, I'm going to add five minutes to his. <laughs> to his imprisonment. <laughs> he's being punished. I mean, you know. But, but does he understand do that he he's being punished? That... Well, they say that dogs, you have to understand if you have a dog, dogs are like four-year-olds. In, in average, they're four-year-olds. Some are smarter than others, but on average, four-year-olds. And they have a memory that lasts four minutes. <laughs> and unless you know that this happened within the last four minutes, you're completely wasting your time, anything you do. So, Got it. You're just going to keep that in mind. So technically, she's right that, okay, after four minutes, he's going to have no idea why you're punishing him, so let him out. And she'd be right. Cats might know, but wouldn't care. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. right. Cats would defy you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, folks, this is a program. You can send us questions regarding anything. If you stump the panel, you win a prize. If you don't stump the panel, you win a prize. How long a dog's memory lasts? (laughs) You can send the questions in a number of ways. You can email us at atp at udmrc.edu. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or listen on your favorite smart speaker by asking it to play Ask the Professor at University of Detroit Mercy. Okay, we have a set of questions here. Good afternoon, panel. I wondered the other day, let's just, let's get right to the heart of things. Whatever happened to the San Diego chicken? A stable of 1980s baseball. After reading about the history of the chicken, I thought I would share some questions these were sent in by my wife, Leslie, mm. of Berkeley, Michigan. <laughs> so we'll just dive right into this and see where it takes us. Um, what is the official name of the chicken? Fred? San Diego chicken? San Diego chicken is correct. That's it? This is Well, it has other nicknames. The, the famous chicken. Is this their l- mascot? Or uh, yes. It's not really their mascot. You'll see as we... He was originally a, a radio promotion, if I remember right. That's right. The famous SD chicken, sometimes called, and I think this is really funny, the KGB chicken. That will become clear mm. here in just a minute. I thought it might have been Jim Harbaugh. 
<laughs> in what year did the character first appear? 1981? Oh, it was earlier. Oh. 68. It was later. Oh. 74. 74 is spot on. Oh, spot okay. on. Woo. It was an animated TV commercial. Brian Norell was working for Odyssey Productions and offered to animate an acrobatic chicken as part of a commercial bid. So this is like in Dave's wheelhouse, you know. Mm. What do you think the commercial was advertising for? Not fried chicken, I hope. No, it was not. Radio station? Not food. It was for a radio station. WKGB, or just KGB, pardon me, it's out west. So Hence the KGB chicken. Hence the KGB. Nothing to do. Nothing Putin-esque. Nothing (laughs) Putin-esque. No giving comfort to the enemy or anything like that. This was my favorite question on the set. When, after that, um, did the chicken become corporeal? <laughs> I knew it would make Beth laugh. Corporeal? When did As it, because it was form? just animated, you know. When did it become uh, corporeal? When did he become a furry, in other words, right? Exactly. Uh, when did someone put on the costume? Yeah, right? that's it. So we need a month in 1974. So April. Uh, it was March, whatever. Close enough. It's good enough. Yeah, so the, the right commercial was early on. Right around when I turned on. eight. Yeah, That's exactly. really all we need exactly. to know. Beginning of the baseball season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect timing. At the time when the chicken was to become corporeal, uh, they went to San Diego State and asked a whole bunch of different students who would like to get into a chicken suit to play the character. One student volunteered. Do you know his name? Gianola? It's pretty close. Fred? Ted Giannolis. Giannolis. He was a 20-year-old journalism student at SD State at the time. Yes. How do you know that? I don't know. That's I a random fact. Know. That is a pretty I don't random know. fact. Yep. Where was the chicken's first corporeal appearance? San Diego State? No, that's reasonable. Uh, it was something that San Diego was known for tourist-wise. On the beach? SeaWorld? <laughs> uh, not SeaWorld, not beach. Uh, the Navy base. Navy Yard. Navy base? No, uh, no. no. They wanted um, Giannolis to give out Easter eggs to children at this very famous San Diego tourist spot. The zoo? The zoo. The zoo, the San, yeah. Diego San Diego Zoo. zoo. Before yes. he got mauled by the gorillas. Yes. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> so as the history, as the oral history of the Before San Diego chicken <laughs> is approached, um, basically what we find is that after the event, Giannolis was riding a little bit of a high. He did something good that day. His first thought was, I bet I could get into Padres games for free in this getup. That was his idea. So he actually did things legally and approached the San Diego Padres, who did not have, you know that there actually is a Franciscan Friar uh, mascot getup now. It's like an oversized cartoony Friar. I did not know that, but I do now. Now you do. But before that, because it just didn't exist, he said, can I just be the de facto mascot and dance around at the games? And they're like, yeah, knock yourself out. That's how the story goes. In order to get a prize from the chicken, which almost always was an egg with something on the inside, what did you have to say to the chicken? May I have an egg, please? This is a stick-up? May I have an egg, please? (laughs) Is it baseball related? Um, no, it's more chicken pun related. Chicken pun. Excellent or something Which like that. Which came first? No? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all are coming up with stuff oh. way better than what it oh. actually is. That's all I'm going to well, say. Well, I'm sure it had to be like oh PG-13 or well, less, right? Yeah. yeah, basically. So you had to go up to the chicken and say, lay one on me. That's what you would uh, say. Uh, yes. oh, very funny. Very, very nice. funny. Yes. Something uh, unfortunate happened Though, to the chicken. If oh, it's a boy chicken... Well, that's not going to happen. I get into this with my students just the other day. I was like, you know the whole thing about Santa's reindeer? 
only female reindeer retain their antlers during winter, so apparently they're all female. We had a uh, someone tell a dad joke that involved polar bears and penguins, and I went off because I'm like polar bears and penguins, and for opposite sides of the earth, they do not exist together. And they're like, what are you talking about? And suddenly I found myself on every president <laughs> since Reagan oh, no. has said the word nuclear instead of the uh, word nuclear. It drives me bonkers. Yeah, Absolutely bonkers. It's pretty awful. Minimum amount of science. Just a minimum amount. What happened and not so good on May 3rd, 1979 to the San Diego chicken? Did he get run over by a 4x4? Four four? No, that's a pretty good guess. Set on though. fire. No. He crossed the road. <laughs> uh, and just never made it to the other side. Oh, he had a slip gosh. and fall? No. He fell down during a game. No, no. He fell into a vat of boiling grease. No, you know what happened? He Colonel was, Sanders. Uh, he was fired oh. by the uh, radio station. So a series of events uh, follows. Another unnamed employee donned the costume at that day's Padres game. Fans, many of whom were aware that Giannolis was not in the outfit, booed the chicken so loudly oh, no. he had to leave the field. After a <laughs> June, so this is right around the corner, lawsuit in Giannolis's favor, he was allowed to resume playing the chicken as long as it was a different costume. Yes. So Leslie wanted you to know... That there were images as part of this. This is the original costume, which is Ooh. very chickeny. Yeah. And of course, we're all very familiar with what the chicken looks like. Yeah, they all. You know, they yeah. all is that in Reagan? the modern. Yeah, that is of course. Uh, the chicken with Ronald Reagan. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what TV show did the chicken star in, starting in 1981? Star. He starred. Star. Star. This is the real deal. Was it a kids show? It was a kid's show. We can get the basics of it, the kid's uh, show. I'm trying to remember. It's like a Hong Kong Fui-esque type of show. It was a little bit. You're getting closer. Some very, very famous um, people were in it. Well, not, it wasn't like a Mr. T or anything like that, was it? It was no. like a Pee Wee Herman's. And... Yeah, not a hee-haw. No. It was, it was a Saturday morning series. I'm trying to remember. I, I vaguely remember it. Mm-hmm. Chicken Run or something. Not uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Sesame Street. Scooby-Doo Chicken. Uh, I don't know why it's so funny, but it's still really funny. That's because you can so picture them in the back of the mystery machine. They were called, it was like, I believe there was, was like an, an element all-star? of crime solving. <laughs> I believe there was an element of crime solving. It was the baseball bunch. So he was part of a team of kids that what? did things. But regulars on the show, two very, very famous baseball players of that day. First of all, a Cincinnati Reds catcher. Johnny Bench. Johnny, Johnny Bench. Bench was on the show weekly. And... The eventual L.A. Dodgers manager, uh, Tommy Lasorda. Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda, yeah. were on the show. It's kind of oh, a big deal. I can't even Here is imagine. a picture of the cast. Leslie is. I, oh, th- oh, thank God they weren't animated. <laughs> I can only imagine the oh characters of Tommy Lasorda. In oh. 1998, just a little bit of a history jump there. We were in 81, now we're in 98. Giannolis was sued by another famous children's television icon for copyright infringement. Who could it have been? Oh. Something connected with McDonald's. Ooh, I mean, not McDonald's. Burger King? No. Uh, Children television icon. Big Bird. Elmo. Mm -hmm. Big Bird's got better things to do with this time than Um, with the San Diego chicken. Let's be serious. TV icon that looks like a chicken? (laughs) No, I didn't say anything about it looking like a chicken. But who else could? 1998 is a pretty big clue. 
Sorry, who was who would have been a children's television icon of the moment? Barney. Barney. Yes, it was Barney the dinosaur. Oh. The suit was over a sketch in which the chicken engages in a slapstick dance contest against a Barney-like suited character. Giannolis prevailed in the suit and recovered his attorney's fees based on the court's determination that his sketch was, as they say, legitimate parody. Parody works wonders. <laughs> Here is a picture of the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing. Oh my gosh, it's so great. All right, so you already know about Reagan. How many other presidents has the chicken been photographed with? I'm sure Carter, possibly. Before. No, oh, Carter is no? not oh. on the list. He was too classy. Oh, okay. Those classy. Bushes. Sorry, Clinton? Clinton? One Bush, W. Bush, no Clinton. No Clinton. Obama? I mean, Obama? Pick a president without saying anything else, not Obama. Pick a president who you're like, yeah, it would make sense that that president during that era would get photographed with a giant chicken. Trump? Ford? Ford. I, okay. I would say Gerald Ford, you know. Yeah. Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, W. Bush. And, and here's the, the key to the whole thing that really, I mean, I remember the day that Leslie was actively using her powers of provenance as a historian <laughs> to discover all this information. This is true. The chicken still performs mm-hmm. all over the place yes. as of 2024. How many people have played the chicken? Three. It says here only Ted Giannolis, the end. That's really? It. He has because only th- ever been in the chicken. Because no offense, how old, how old is he now, roughly? Mm-hmm. Well, he started in... Uh, he was so 20 in 74. So he's 70. So, so I don't 65. think he's doing the splits on top of the San Diego dugout anymore, is he? Seventy. He's not laying many eggs these days either. So you got to admit, if he was... as recently as a few years ago, Giannolis, as stated on FamousChicken.com, of course, to this day and forever, I'll be the San Diego Chicken. There's only one Michael Jordan. There's only one Wayne Gretzky. There's only one Babe Ruth, and nobody else. Will be in this suit when I'm Comparing done. Comparing himself. I know. I was gonna say, is he gonna is he gonna be as casket in this outfit? Was Leslie really worried about providence? Providence? She didn't think we'd believe her. No, no. It was just funny that she can use her powers of historical research to ah, research the, the San Diego uh, chicken. It's amazing what you now can tell do. me. He's not on the 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 the, uh, the Cooperstown ballot. Oh gosh. You know what? That is it a reasonable question to ask. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about. Wow. Um, Jim Leland's statement from the other day, because it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal when you make it to the Hall of Fame, like the Tigers. Yeah, what hat you're going to wear. What hat you're going to wear, because it has the logo of the team you're mm-hmm. best known for, no matter how many you've worked for. And he's decided to go without a logo on his cap, because yeah. he, he served a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal, actually. Yeah. Because when you go up there and it says Pirates... You're going to be idolized by that fan base in perpetuity, right? So it's kind of a big deal. I say we just give him a four brim hat, you know, <laughs> one on each side. You that know. seems perfectly reasonable to me. Uh, well, yes, it's also yes. out of the ordinary yes. for the Hall of Fame. That's okay. the way it would be. For instance, we talk. We'll talk about it forever. Sooner or later, Verlander's going to make the ballot and probably get in first try. He's going to be wearing an Astros cap because he earned his World Series wins with Houston, yeah. not with the Tigers. Well, it could be based on how many years did you did you play yes. for yes. each of these teams mm-hmm. or manage? Yeah. Who did you win World Series with or Absolutely. Cy Youngs with, etc.? So, anyway, that is, uh, that is where we are right now. I don't know what else to say. The San Diego Chicken, I am certain our listenership had their ears glued to their speakers. <laughs> 
during this. And I'm still trying to figure out how in the world do I remember the guy's name. Whatever. That it, that is bananas, right? I there. don't know how like, I did. How because we heck? all possess sort of random factoids yeah, but, like that where we can't figure out how they got in there or why we still. I still remember Jim Tubbs once said I must have cleared away some other bits of knowledge in order to retain that. Hmm, so. Absolutely. I remember the name of the person who won the first Heisman Trophy. <gasps> When I had to look it up in junior high for something. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you and it's, Wow. Who is it? Yeah, who is it? Jay Burwanger. <laughs> like wow. 1933 or something? Name. Wow. Yeah. That, wow. that makes my Ted Gianola sound so much more tame. It, compared you know. To wow. Wow. Whatever possessed your your wife to There was a mention this the of the San Diego chicken on TV and she goes whatever happened to the San was Diego chicken was it a slow day Cranbrook it's you know it they he's still around Ted is still dancing around yeah but it's I'm 70 sure 70 years old yeah but he's probably going to break a hip well oh, I, I think from the woman who thought that Boba Fett Oh. Was short for Robert, Robert Fettuccini. Fettuccini. We ought not be surprised <laughs> that Leslie also was interested in what happened to the San Diego chicken. No, 100%. It's just part of her One. idiosyncratic charm. I brought up the chicken once she got into doing the research, and I'm like, wait a second. You mean he wasn't technically like formally associated with the Padres? No, no. He's literally just a chicken guy mm-hmm. doing the mascot thing. Yeah, it's not like the Philly Fanatic. or, right. or No, who, who's right. the other one that I'm thinking of? Um... There's one in, in the NHL. That's yeah, the, the gritty. The hook. Yeah, the gritty. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Weird oh, stuff. he he's he's gotten his fair share of licks too. We've had our questions over the years. Uh, the classic one is the New York Yankees. There are a number of teams that still do not have any mascot at the at the games. So, interesting stuff. Okay, let's go to our list of um, Burroughs family oh. ponderables for today. I think that this will be kind of fun. So, what is your favorite thing? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can do this uh, in a reasonable Uh-oh. kind of way. I was, what's your favorite thing to like add in or do with ice cream before you eat it? I was going to say, what's your favorite thing to do with ice cream? I'm just hoping that eating it was the first thing. But, I mean, what, what's, where's the state of ice cream technology Frozen? You know, in your mouth? So I, I could say that I am very excited that as recently as the 2020s, a lot of the ice cream joints around my house have warmed up to something that I've done since I was a kid, which is mix in certain cereals with the ice cream. Oh, it's cereals, actually a yes. lot of fun. Yeah. It gives it a good crunch, and if you've got the right cereal, it's great taste. <laughs> chocolate sauce. For me. Chocolate sauce. Yeah, course. I like to make, yeah. if I have vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce on it, I make it into chocolate soft serve. Nice. Basically, it was. Some, it was so I used to work at Dairy Queen. So, but now <gasps> oh. Blue Bunny actually makes well, that's right. chocolate and vanilla soft serves. Was yeah. there some place that you would do the what you're referring to? You do the ice cream, and they'd put it on this marble countertop, and you'd say, "I want the M and M's or whatever the cereal," and they'd add it, and they they right in front of you, they would kind of fold it all in. Cold Stone Creamery. They, they kinda, do that. They didn't go out of business, but they really dialed back. They were yeah. big. In the early 2000s, and then it kind of went away for a while. But you're right, because the slab was chilled on purpose, sure. so you wouldn't get yeah, a, yeah. you know a sloppy pile or whatever. Nice. So, uh, but they they were the pioneers of the. Oh my gosh, I've never had a better flavored ice cream. They had a birthday cake ice cream, and they what would put that, chunks of cake in it. Woodward oh my gosh. Woodward 14. What's that other one? Dairy Deluxe. No, there's another oh, one. Sweet treats or Raise, something. On Raisin no, Coolidge? No. Woodward oh, it's a little it's a little custard stand. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what you're referring to. Oberweiss? Yeah, Oberweiss. It was over, oh, yeah, Oberweiss. Oberweiss. Okay. Came up with, I'm at, over, I'm at overweight. 
Oh, nice. So. Nice. That's what. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So that's autocorrect. Treat Dreams is like our local like micro creamery. Yes. They're the ones that do yeah. flavor batches yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But they're like close to Nine Mile. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Nine, nine Mile yes. would yeah. Yep. yeah. It was a terrible little article a couple of weeks ago that because of that, you know, basically nine month, ten month long diversion Lol. of Woodward. That they basically have nearly gone out of business between that and the pandemic about 10 times. And yeah. I think they did it on purpose to get people to go there. I don't know what we would do without that place, frankly. So, Well, it's one of the few places where my wife can go because she's lactose intolerant. Too. Oh, there you go. That's right. They so actually, that, that to me has been, as yeah. far as our family, that's always been... You can get dairy-free ice cream at Meyer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not yeah. the same as going... you got to well, go I'll out for that. Yes, cream. thank you. Yeah. 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 And what's that one by us on Coolidge? Yeah. Uh, They've actually got soft serve now. Yeah. I used Almond to work at Dairy serve. Queen, yeah. so I can sympathize with All right, the, Dan. You have to go out huh? I know you see, oh, I car- see it in your caramel eyes. Caramel sauce, oh. probably. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I don't like all the fancy, more traditional. When I was a kid, though, used to make, well, floats with, like, vanilla oh, ice cream and Pepsi. Oh, that was always good. Nice. Or, or Werner's uh, Boston Cooler. Did Boston you call Cooler. it a brown cow? No, Pennsylvania. We called them floats. <laughs> floats. I think we, we did said, in Oregon too at Dairy Queen. We called them root beer floats, sir. Sure. But they were root beer they were floats. Oh, I know. I, I think A and W now. Yeah, I know. I brought it up before, but the Dairy Deluxe that I mentioned, uh, the kids call, have called it since they were little double D's. Like, are we going to double D's? And I'm like, yeah. They close the day after Thanksgiving, but they open on February 1st every year, and in a very sacred family moment. Somebody realizes that it's February 1st, and we all just jump in the car and go there. We went there the other night. We always get our picture taken next to the giant snowbank next to it. It's like, we are getting ice cream, and then we take Lent off because, you know, it wouldn't be proper to be eating ice well, cream during I mean, Lent. I almost drove up to Clark's the other night at, like, Clark's. Well, they're open year-round. Year-round, yeah. I year almost went round. there and got ice cream but just because oh my gosh. I had a hankering for it. It's a so. place in Ohio, Young's Dairy. It's mm-hmm. actually part of a, an actual functioning dairy farm. Mm-hmm. You can pat the cows. You can put, put money in the thing and get some nuts out for the goats. Sure. Oh, sure. And uh, you can sit on a tractor. People take pictures. They I love it. Tractor. I love it. And they have the huge. They have a huge. Uh, uh, it's an experience. Ceramic something. Paper mache cow. People put their kids up in the cow, take pictures, visiting. And the ice cream is superb. fresh, superb. We did that when I was a kid. We went to Alpenrose Dairy. That was one of our. There you go. Field trips. Yeah. Yeah. Something Swiss. In melted the a cow. Like Mil- <laughs> melted yeah. a cow. Milked a cow. Sorry. <laughs> so, so admittedly, okay, Matt. So it's really mean to those cows. <laughs> so, Matt, what would you say is the preeminent ice cream place? I, I'm I'm partial because what they do up there. I've mentioned it before. They have the. No fry fried ice cream at Double D's, and that pretty much is how I live my life based on that ice cream. <laughs> they butter saute cornflakes and then crush them and then pack them around an ice cream ball oh and then serve it with cinnamon, chocolate sauce, and caramel. Oh, oh, and it tastes like the old fried ice cream. Oh my God. Even though it's not fried and it's oh, delicious. Careful, careful. You're short out the mic. That could be I pretty good. Say, I know. I got to say, <laughs> I remember being a kid, little things that pop into my head. And I remember my dad swearing under his breath as he pulled out a $10 bill to pay for ice cream out for five people in a family. So when I dropped two twenties the other day, I was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's a little different than the seventies now." That's like, right. It's like, oh my god, four times as much. Yep. 
But they have good portions, and they actually have a bunch of fat-free options on top of... Oh, uh, what's the know, point? So I know. I know. I know. It, Go it, with your decaffeinated coffee. Or, or sugar-free decaffeinated <laughs> Mountain Dew. I mean, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I agree, Dan. Live it up. Yes. But if you're ever up north, make sure you go to Moomers. Moomers. In Traverse City, yeah, they that's have what everybody talks really, about. really good ice cream. Yep. Absolutely. It seems like a thing that would be a big deal now that it's, whatever, 65 in Detroit today. Like, people probably will go out for ice cream tonight. I might have to drag the missus over to get some ice cream today. There you Ray's go. Ray's cinnamon ice cream is yes, wonderful. Very, good. very, very good. Again, I feel like that I need, like, a third, fourth, and fifth mortgage to go to Ray's. Like, I tell the kids, like, we have to be strategic about this. <laughs> go into the streets and find change. Like, yeah. it's, it's getting expensive. Well, now that we are doing everything that we usually Sugar do, yeah, I'm afraid that the time has come to say goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> goodbye. Dan. Goodbye. Dave. See you. And Beth. Have fun mixing things into your ice cream. And now these words. You can email Ask the Professor at ATP at udmercy.edu or visit the Ask the Professor Facebook page. Ask the Professor is produced and directed by Michael Jason and Brian Masonville, and our executive producer is Professor Jason Roach. Until next week, I'm your host, Matt Mayo.